What is going on, everyone? Welcome to this episode of Pardon the Disruption. Thank you for joining us. I am your host, Matthew Potter. I am your short sale guy, hedge fund connection, and co-founder of The Family Tree at Real Brokerage. In the event that you need help with any of those things, go ahead and give me a holler. That's what I'm here for. I'm going to go ahead and give you a breakdown of how we do things around here for those that are just joining us. But real quick, before I do that, I wanted to go ahead and give a shout out to our sponsor, 10XTV, Tony Javier. You can go ahead and visit at tvwithtony.com for all of your commercial advertisement needs. All right, so the way that we do things around here, we have six questions, five of which are actually predetermined. The sixth comes from you, our viewers. So you can go ahead and hit us up in the YouTube chat. You can go ahead and text 33777-QUESTION and go ahead and have your question answered by our esteemed panel. Um, the way that we do things, 45 seconds for each one of our contestants. Then we have two minutes to chop it up. After that, they will be awarded points based on their answers, except for RJ, because he's always complaining about my judging, so he's not getting any points ever again. That being said, before we go any further, I'm going to go ahead and start it out with introducing our reigning champion, Steve Wu-Trang. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Steve Trang, Real Estate Disruptors. I've uh, been in the game for uh, 16 years, and just this week, we celebrated five years of Real Estate Disruptors. I uh, can't believe it's been five years since we launched this crazy, uh, crazy podcast. Uh, I'm looking forward to today's show. Hopefully, I can bring it, bring it with enough enthusiasm because today, before the show, Eric Brewer has brought his best anti-Tony Robbins energy. So we'll see how today goes. <laughs> Outstanding. Thank you, Steve. Next up, one of the chat's favorites, we have ourselves Chris C.J. Jefferson out of Richmond. Go ahead and talk to us, boss. What's up, Chris? Richmond VA charged up. Uh, happy to be back, man. Uh, see if we get a victory this week. I'm locked in, pun intended. All right, let's make it happen. Let's go. Awesome. Looking crisp and clear. We're glad to see that you have that crispy internet this week, CJ. We appreciate it. Next up, coming to us from Dallas, Texas, we have the legend, RJ Bates. Yeah, see, this is why I love Potter. It's uh, Fort Worth, Texas, not Dallas, but that's cool. <laughs> um, always excited to be able to <laughs> pardon the disruption with my good friends Steve Trang and Chris Jefferson and Matthew Potter. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why you are laughing. Um, yeah, looking forward to this week. And uh, also, in case you didn't know, uh, I have a podcast that's been going on for six years. One year longer than Steve <laughs> with eight uh, percent is uh, of the amount of downloads. Outstanding! We really appreciate that. Um, as always, we love being here with you uh, as well, RJ. Last, uh, certainly not least, we have Eric Brewer coming to us from York, Pennsylvania. Uh, glad to be here. Super excited to see that RJ pulled away from his 50 releases in 50 days uh, promotion. He's been doing locking up BS deals and trying to sell them to the panel. Um, so excited to, to be here for the next hour. Um, yeah. Part of my day. Every time I come off this show, I feel taller, thinner, and smarter. So um, let's get one. I'm excited. <laughs> Wow. 
Um, clearly, we're going to be in for it today. I'm excited. We're going to start off with our first question. As a boss, how would you have handled the Grizzlies' Dylan Brooks situation? Start us off, Steve. You know, I would say there's a lot of controversy here, but I probably would have handled it the same exact way, right? Like, there clearly was a culture problem. And when you got a culture problem, sometimes you got to make an example, right? And what better way to make an example than a guy who, you know, underperformed when they needed him the most? So they want to move away the the, the trash talking, the image. You got to make an example of somebody. And the, the way they made the example is like, hey, you are not welcome back in our company. We're going to have a public flogging here. So uh, I probably would handle it the same exact way. I wouldn't have handled it any different. So I, I, I think they did it properly. <clears throat> all right. All right. Way to um, just agree with the question. We appreciate it. All right. CJ, what about you? All right, look, like they had to get rid of this guy. Uh, I looked up his stats just now. He had decent season stats, but you know what I've never seen? I've been all over the U.S. I've never seen anybody walking around in a Dylan Brooks jersey. All right, why is he the most talked about person uh, on the Memphis Grizzlies team uh, during their playoff run, their short-lived playoff run? Uh, he had to be dealt with. He had to be off the team. Uh, they had a major cultural issue with uh, having such a young nucleus of players. You know, Job Morant, his whole situation – uh, you know, they had to get rid of this guy because he was just kind of kind of contributing to that negative perspective that had been created. So I think it was the right move 100 percent. All right. All right. What are your thoughts, RJ? What would you have done? Yeah, I, I think this is an interesting topic because it's more or less they're just making a decision to not re-sign him because he's coming up on his his free agency. And it's a team that underperformed in the postseason. Right. Um losing to the Lakers in kind of embarrassing fashion. I, th I think the only thing that I probably would have changed is if they really want to make a change in their culture, could they trade John Morant as well? Because he was the one that started all of the drama late in the season with his whole Instagram live gun situation. Um, I, I think if they're really trying to make a statement to how they're going to run their organization, they would move on from John Morant as well. Okay. All right. I like I like that you uh, added a little bit into the conversation there, RJ. That's that's nice. All right, Eric. What about you? Um, yeah, I think at the end of the day, it appears that they made the right decision. Um, I, I think this this is a good business lesson for anybody that uh, runs a business, is on a team, um, in the office or out of the office. Um, and I learned this a, a few years ago um, from a, a, a friend. Um, it comes from the Navy SEALs and they talk about, they rate people in, in, in two categories, trust and performance. And what they effectively said is this started not in the postseason. This guy's been doing this really his whole career, but it started at the beginning of the year. They tolerated it as long as they were winning. And it wasn't until the performance suffered that they now are the champion of being a good teammate and a player. I think it's BS. I think it's too little, too late. Um, they effectively aren't bringing him back. So it's not like they suspended him or took a stance on his behavior. They're just not bringing him back. Um, you know, if you think about like back in the 90s, the Detroit Pistons, that entire team embraced that mentality, right? It was the, the culture of Detroit. It was the culture of that team. Um, unless they want that to be how they're known and be that sort of outward facing representation of, of their brand, they have to cut ties and get far away. But 
if you're paying attention, they permitted it for 80, 90 games and didn't have a problem with it as long as they got wins. To me, that's that's kind of a, a crappy stance to take, and I've lost a little respect for that organization. Well, if you look at what they said, though, right? It wasn't like, hey, we want him to change. We're going to bring him back, but we want to have a conversation. They were, like, they were saying, we are closing the door, thereby hurting his value on the free market, right? Like, when he goes back to negotiate, his old team doesn't even want him back. And if you look at, there was some footage I saw the other day of him back when he was in college, right? And he was getting, you know, it wasn't chewed out, but, you know, Mike Krzyzewski pulled him aside. like, you're too good to be doing this, right? So this is something he's got his whole whole career. But you look at, like, the Portland Blazers. Remember when they were just smoking, right? You got Darius Miles. You got Zebo, You Shout got Warren McGeady. Right? Zebo, He was awesome, right? I love Zebo. But, like, they're all they were doing was just, like, smoking pot, going to strip clubs, and, like, not practicing. And they have doing what people do at your at your office, you mean? Look, it's different in sales than it is in basketball. Right? <laughs> so, anyway, uh, they had to change the culture, but they didn't. <laughs> they didn't Why? Have a job <laughs> of changing the culture in Portland, right? But here, uh, they had to change something, and it's a lot easier to make an example of Dylan Brooks than it is with John Morant. You can't you can't trade away John. That guy is. A cornerstone yeah. to a franchise. Yeah, I, I, you got to assume, Steve, that RJ. Yeah, I, I forgot she. Sorry, DJ. <laughs> RJ Sports Podcast doesn't have as many views as his real estate podcast for sure. <laughs> if he's suggesting that you cut Ja Morant, I think Ja Morant is leading negative. I said culture. trade. Trade is trading is cutting in sports, okay. man. If you're if you're trading somebody away, you're in 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 haste and quickly. You're not going to type of assets back if you're calling somebody a problematic yeah. player. Ultimately, is what I'm saying is this. Leadership starts at the top. The bad culture that Eric is referencing started with Bob Moran. I think we would all agree with that. Uh, and not even just this season. I think going into coming into this season, it was really kind of happening. Uh, and everybody was feeding and moving off of his energy. Uh, and they're trying to cut out some of that nucleus uh, to kind of change that around. And I think you have to do that. But you don't trade, to RJ's point. So, right. so CJ and Steve's perspective here is, if you're a really good player and you produce points and statistics and a good regular season, you can do whatever you want. True oh, culture. No. It doesn't actually. It's, no, it's that's not. That's not what happened. That's not what happened. Core values what, don't matter if you're. We're going to go with Eric said right. Eric not fired. The chart. Not fired. Hey Steve. Pew 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 pew. Oh my god! All right. So high performance, high trust. Right. So those are two things. If you got high performance but low trust, we can work on you. You got high trust and low performance, we can work no, on you. It's the it's the no, never can you work on low trust. That's a non-negotiable you're gone. Never. Low trust okay. is non-negotiable. It's an immediate you're gone. Well, I'm going to say I so I'm botching this, right? But if you're low trust low performance, you're out. I don't care what's going on, right? But with yeah. jaw, are we saying like we're right, ready to write him off, or we we want to invest a little bit more, surround him with the right people, right? Just like you have uh, someone with a, a crappy diet, you put a sports nutritionist around him, right? You want to improve, give him the best chance to improve. Now, if Ja, you give him another two years, another year, and it doesn't work out, then you talk about getting rid of him. But as a business owner, you can't <clears throat> give up on Ja yet. 
I know because yeah. heaven forbid you give up your player that's leading you to a, a multiple first round exits. I mean, he's such a cornerstone. Dude, he's he's 23. All right. He just got 200 something million dollars. I think he realizes, it seems at least, I think he's realized that the behavior wasn't beneficial to the team. I think we could see that Job Moran is all in on the Memphis Grizzlies organization, the community. If you look at the things that he's doing out there, I think he's all in on that organization. Yeah, that, that eight-game suspension really taught him a lesson about running around on Instagram live with a gun. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, look, when you had to take off the pod, I, I mean, we don't have to talk about it publicly, but I mean, when you had to take off the pod to go to work, bro, I mean, look at how you came back. Yeah, let's have Steve do his version of there's a parade inside my city. Yeah, <laughs> you thought, you thought, uh, dude, I gotta hear that. Steve, let's do it. We can battle. You don't even know what I'm talking about. You're I so patient. No idea what you're talking about. There, like, <laughs> literally. You got you didn't remember John Mar There's a parade inside my city, yeah. Yeah, it is. There it is. <laughs> I just remember Steve, that the it's it, not a threat. Steve. There's no one in Steve, the West a threat. It's the last thing I remember from from that. Do it, Steve. I can't do it. I don't I, I don't have the reference. <laughs> no nobody needs to hear that. Nobody uh, needs to, wants to, anything like that. Come All on, right. Man. So not not gonna lie, that that went a little bit better than I expected. It started off a little slow, you know. We had Steve trying to put the train on the tracks, you know, and we we got moving on it. Um, that go round just for the added uh, information. Um, gonna go ahead and give that one to CJ. I like where you took it. That being said, I do want to give an honorable mention to <laughs> my man, the legend RJ Bates on that one, because I'm not going to lie. It's a hot take, but dude, you're not completely off there. Like you're not like, Hey, you know, you got to get, you got to get it right. 23 What's or not added information. What do you mean? Added information for C he didn't bring any new information. For the show, you're uninformed, right? You're going to meet yourself. Yeah. I don't know why you're, you're trying to yeah. add to this here. Potter, Did this is why you got to have those double gates, bro. Cause the haters try to get. That's right. CJ. That's why you got the code, bro. You got the code. No, no, no. no. <laughs> All right, next up, let's go ahead and uh, get to it. We have, how do you define an A player? Start us off, CJ. I think A players are the ones in your company or on your team that like respect the business the most. They know that it's going to be upswings, downswings. Uh, we've talked a lot about this, I think even in the last episode, that entrepreneurship isn't easy. Being a business owner and having an A player, uh, they've got to respect and understand the same thing, that the business, the business isn't easy. You've got to be willing to know uh, you know, what is it that they want? You know, I think defining that a player is somebody that's always showing up, always being supportive uh, with you again on those ups and downs uh, and somebody that's really re ready to ride that trench with you and go to war. Uh, and when it comes to this thing, uh, whatever it is that you're doing and really, really stand strong with you in the pocket. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, I, I like that, CJ. All right, RJ, what's your uh, definition of a, a player? Do you know how difficult it was to listen to Chris Jefferson win that first round and then listen to him define what an A player was? <laughs> John, I mean, clearly. Clearly, the definition of an A player is someone that goes out and waves guns around on IG Live. I mean, that's what we need to build the cornerstone of our organization around. 
<laughs> Justin, Patrick, go live now. Pull out the Glocks. Let's go, boys. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. I'm so confused by Potter's judging. I mean, to me, it's someone that puts the organization <laughs> above themselves. But I'm apparently confused, and I get an honorable mention. But I would want someone that puts the organization before themselves. Um, shows up every day and is a leader in the organization and thinks about the organization over themselves. That that was actually great, RJ. I really appreciate it. Like I said earlier, I don't know if you're going to get any points today, just because you've, <laughs> you've been a little, ball. you've been a little That's bit a of a rascal. He's blowing smoke. All, all right, Brewer. <laughs> what about you? What you got for an A player? I think there's a Google version, right? It's like someone that works hard. Chris said, ride the trenches. Um, I'm not even sure what that means, how you ride the trenches with someone. It's ride the train, maybe get in the trenches, but I mean, who knows? Um, so like, the, you know, the Google version is all the buzzwords um, that CJ had in his world, word salad, he said for 44 seconds. Um, I think that the real version is, is someone that aligns with your values and can perform at or above your defined standards, right? Um, so inside of your organization, what do you stand for? What are your core values? Do they align with that? And then can they uh, consistently perform at or above your defined standards? To me, that's an A player. A player definition from Eric Brewer, straight from the trenches. <laughs> Next up, Steve, what do you got for A player? Uh, so I think there's a lot of similarities to what you know what Eric was talking about. I think someone that's got the core values. I think if you're not aligning core values, an A player for myself might be different than a core player for, my, for RJ. It might be different than an A player for CJ, right? Especially you know he, CJ wants people with guns running around. Um, but <laughs> for me, the A player is is, is is the core value fit first. And on top of that, we're looking for a few different things. We're looking for resourcefulness, right? Like if I need to help you do your job all the time, is this not going to work? And then batteries included. This is the part where people are always moving forward, always taking action. They're not sitting still. You know, for me, you look at the kind of talent that we love having here is if they're done with their with what they're responsible for and they come to you, hey, what else can I work on? For me, that's an A player. The one that's just sitting there when their job is done and then you're just kind of like chilling on the internet, not really what we're looking for here, right? So I think an A player core value fit someone that wants to get after it and do more than just what their job is i think it's great when steve said just sitting there scrolling on the internet potter's literally thumbing through instagram like <laughs> not paying attention to what's going on right he's like i didn't say he was an a player before you go to a player boot camp he's the before picture right he's like you drop one of these off you'll get one of these yeah, A player to me has the awareness not to have to come to ask you what the next task is. They've got the awareness to know what that is in your business, in your organization. Shout out to Mind Acquisitions. What's up? Uh, always knows before I know what needs to be done. Uh, brings the things to the table and says, hey, like these are things that are upcoming. These are things that are on deck that you need to be aware of, that we need to get ahead of. Uh, that's an A player to me, um, you know, 110% across the board. Well, Was I think that we have an opportunity here, right? Over was that your chance to try to overcome the word salad 
that you you <laughs> the word what the word salad that you attempted on your first oh, go man. around Look, there rj you and me don't know about salads eric included man. bro Stop playing, man. you Stop sounded playing. like joe biden <laughs> trying playing, to answer man. a question about the economy Look, got, come on chris you know rj chris, definitely puts chris. raisins in his word salad no question man <laughs> no sure. question chris, no i'm gonna let jefferson yeah. over here anyway yes. no way let's, let's go back <laughs> no to rj RJ's, RJ's got an excellent nine of five, guy, so we got a resource here that we can leverage. RJ, why are you such a great A player for your for your company? <laughs> man, that's an incredible question right there. Wow, man. you guys that's are a... relentless on this thing, aren't you? This is like an ongoing eight month long joke. <laughs> so waiting. <laughs> I refuse to answer. Wow. He's on company time. Leave him be. Leave him be. Nah, be a legend, man. Be a legend. Be a legend. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh now my favorite part is he left it up i mean that's just mine i just love it i love it man i love it you look like you're in the basement from the house on ozarks <laughs> <laughs> i'm just waiting for like some you know mobster to walk in the back <laughs> pretty awesome honestly <clears throat> We're going to go ahead and end that round. As far as I'm concerned, everyone on the panel is an A player except for Brewer. Um, so I wasn't on Instagram, by the way. I was actually um, respond. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. Certainly no points for Brewer today. Um, the This round, um, Steve was extremely indecisive with, hey, everybody's A player definition is different. Um, CJ, I love where you went with it. And as much as it pains me to say this, uh, Ozarks, I'm going to go ahead and award it to you this go around because you've taken an absolute beating and you also do understand the nine to five, uh, a player mentality that we need. So RJ, you're going to get the point that go around. Um, and Brewer is now on my shit list for the rest of the show. So. It's like the, this shows Dylan Brooks. <laughs> you, poke, you poke bears and we constantly hang 40 on you every week. Thursday at 2.30. Incorrect. Braid Incorrect. your beard for the next show the way Dylan Brooks does. I'm hair. going to. We'll have a hell of a show. I, I know you. I know you're a little bit je jealous over there, Brewer, that you can't grow this. I understand. I knew, I knew your initials were DB. I thought they stood for something else, but uh, wow, wow. Turns, turns out it's, it's Dylan Brooks. My, my bad. I feel bad for making those assumptions earlier. I apologize. It's all right. The apology is accepted. Thank Next you. up, as a company, how do you handle a situation like Messi's, where your employee where your employee is shopping around. Start us off, RJ. So I, I think this is kind of a unique question because Messi is an all-time great. So I think anybody that is employing him, it knows that it's a short-term rental with the way that, that the soccer world works. Um, I, I think if you have someone on your team uh, that is you're employing that is literally one of the the greatest of all time, then you have to understand they're going to explore their options and and see how they can create the legacy that they deserve. And um, I think in this case, you know, it, it's his right to go out and, and put himself in the best situation possible. And if you're an owner of a company and you have someone on your team, you you have to say, hey, thank you for your time with our company and we wish you the best. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, Eric. What about you? 
yeah, I'll use this opportunity to touch on something I, I find a lot in conversations. I think the word, like, why are we asking this question, right? Like, I think some people feel like he's got some type of obligation to remain loyal to his current team. Um, and I feel like oftentimes we use the word loyalty as an excuse to treat people like shit and hope that they never leave us. Right. Um, so a lot of people lean on that. Oh, that guy's not loyal. It's like, hold on for a second, man. You've been disrespecting me for a year. I've been talking about how I want to improve. I want to make more money. You as an employer haven't provided those opportunities. And then when I look elsewhere, you hang this, you know, uh, lack of loyalty badge on me. So I, I think that's one part of the, the response. The second is, you know, uh, the, you, everybody's always recruiting. We talked about A players, right? Everybody's always recruiting A players. And if you're not <clears throat> accepting the fact that they're always shopping around, you should and treat people differently so they don't want to leave. Please be mindful of the buzzer. Thank you, Eric. It was a it, it was a good answer, though. I will give you that. Definitely. All right, Steve. What, what you got, Steve? <laughs> Um, I think if someone's publicly, <laughs> if someone's publicly, you know, letting other people know I'm a free agent, it's a deal breaker, right? It's a deal killer. You know, commitment is a, is an important uh, important core value for us. It's one of our five core values. So if you're publicly shopping and letting people know I'm a free agent, you're cut. Like there's no there's no nothing else to say about it, right? You're off the team. Right. We don't hire mercenaries here. We hire patriots. We hire people that are committed to the vision, who are committed to the mission, who are committed to one another. Right. I mean, Argy talked about it, the, the A players, right? People that are working not just for themselves, but for the betterment of everyone around them. If you're here just for you and you're a mercenary, we don't need you. So if someone is openly shopping saying, Hey, I'm looking for better offers, you're out. And that's the end of conversation. Ace in point, you're calling him not loyal, basically. Are you committed to that person? If I've done everything I can to support that person <laughs> and listen to that person. Wait, hang on. This is CJ's role. Like, let's, oh. let's, let's not skip CJ. Yeah. Go ahead. Hey, freaking Eric, not, not loyal at all. Anyway, continue. <sighs> Jeez. <laughs> CJ, <laughs> what about you? What are you doing with Messi? Look, talent retention has been an issue, you know, since the beginning of time, really. I mean, you're talking about generational talent. Uh, I think the expectation that you can retain them is a mistake in the first place. I think that the organizations that do these things well, whether it's business, whether it's sports, whatever, understand that when talent like this comes across, that they deserve and will seek out whatever the best opportunity is for themselves individually. Uh, and it's your job to, if this is your business, it's your job to recognize the talent that you have before it blossoms, before it becomes generational. And you got to plan around it. You've got you've got to plan succession plans. You gotta have people in your system that you're training, that you're building, that you're putting in place to build up to take that spot potentially or eventually rather, uh, because you're you're never going to hold somebody like that because again, they deserve to go after whatever's best for them because, I mean, if they got to pay him $400 million a season or whatever the tag is, you know, I see these Instagram posts. I mean, how much money is he generating for that particular business? Uh, you know, it's definitely on him to, to get out of there at some point and go wherever the grass may be greener in his perspective. So what I found interesting about Steve's answer is, is that he's like, hey, Messi's got to go because he's not loyal. That as a Suns fan, he was all about KD coming to town. <laughs> 
And you know KD doesn't have a bone of loyalty to Phoenix, mm-hmm. Arizona, or the Suns, or any of his teammates. He's going to move on to the next location where he can try to win another championship. Yeah. But you were willing, <laughs> yeah. as a fan, you were willing to accept him. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Sports is a whole that- different animal, right? We're talking about the – like in sports, everyone's a mercenary, right? For the most part, like you're bringing in Durant, you're bringing in Messi. Like it, it, they actually have the term in soccer – on loan right like this player is on loan they are a mercenary by design i'm just saying in my organization if top talent is raising their hand and say hey i am ready to be recruited we're gonna have a major problem soccer yeah we're gonna we're gonna sell ourselves for messy that's just isn't top talent always being recruited though whether you know it or not they're always being recruited i'm saying there's a difference between being recruited and going out there and shopping for best offers but my perspective is top talent Top talent is are, are people that believe that they can can fill your shoes, and they're going to operate with the same eagerness for growth and 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 getting bigger and better that we do as owners. And and mm-hmm. I don't think we can knock them necessarily for that. I don't know that's yeah, a bad. No, we 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 can't knock them right. And I've had plenty of people that were excellent that have left me to go on and do other things, and I don't have any issues with them moving on. Right. My responsibility as a business owner is to create an opportunity for you to thrive within my organization. And if you decide to leave, that's not on you. That's on me, right? So I've got no issues with people leaving. My point is that the moment you raise your hand and say, I'm a free agent to be recruited, there is no longer. But how did they ever leave if they never raised their hand? So you said you don't have a problem with the people that left, Mm -hmm. but they left. Did -hmm. they not raise their hand at any point? Publicly, like post on on Facebook. You'd rather do it in, in private so you don't know about it. I'm even gonna put it that way. Yeah, I would rather, right? If they're getting if they're getting recruited, if they're getting recruited, I would love for an opportunity, right? But if they're being recruited and they're gonna be listening to other offers to find out what their value is and come back and talk to me, here's what the value has said I am. Here's what the market says I'm worth. You know, are you open to having a conversation about this? I'm open to having a conversation about it. But if it's hey, I'm going out to shop for the best offer right now. I'm not even being recruited. I'm going out shopping. I think that's a different different conversation. Potter, just real quick, before you decide who gets this point, it can't be Steve because of how wrong he was. Um, two of the greatest sports mercenaries of all time, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, were loyal to their organizations to a fault. So Steve just can't get the point. You can give it to anybody else. I, Thank I you, appreciate you. I appreciate that, RJ. Thanks for making my job easier. I, I do welcome. appreciate that. Um, the worst second judge of all time, the worst backup <laughs> judge ever. Thank you. All right, that was uh, definitely a great round, Eric. I need to tell you from the bottom of my heart, your answer about loyalty was really great and amazing, and it pains me to do this. I'm gonna go ahead and award the point to RJ just because <laughs> that's where we're gonna be at today, and maybe maybe well next done. time you'll well done. maybe net maybe next time you'll go ahead and respect my authority. Um, probably not. not. So we're going to be in this boat for a minute. You know, we're going to be in the trenches. We're in the trenches with me. That's right. Let's ride the trench. All right. Before we get on to our next question, I'm going to toss it over to Steve. Steve, I need you to go ahead and read the, uh, sponsorship from. Yeah. So today's show, uh, the sponsor for today's show is 10 X TV, uh, or TV with Tony.com. Do you want to get inbound leads calling you and getting, Celebrity status in your market Look no further than Tony Javier's 10X TV. Tony has been doing TV commercials to find consistent 
motivated sellers for over a decade is one of the things that has allowed him to do over a thousand flips. He will use his proven TV commercial formula to get high quality leads calling you and even set it up for you. Get in front of 10 times more people, 10 times faster, 10 times cheaper, with 10 times more credibility than any other marketing channel. Surprisingly, TV has little to no competition and you can get a steady flow of motivated seller leads. If you want to see why over 100 real estate investors have used, T, uh, have used Tony to run their TV commercials, go to tvwithtony.com to see if there's a spot available in your market. Again, that's tvwithtony.com. Awesome. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. All right. Next up, we have what are your thoughts on the Business Insider article? Why zero money down strategies like wholesaling won't be working for investors in 23? Start us off, RJ. So this article kind of targeted wholesaling, but then it was coming from a landlord who was then talking about interest rates and the fact that the market can no longer uh, sustain the appreciation we've seen over the past 10, 15 years. And it really had nothing to do with wholesaling, even though he was saying that there's no way that can work. And then it was also targeting, I guess, in his words, gurus, if they're saying no money down or creative finance or something like that, they just have something to sell you. Um, as someone that wholesales all day, every day, I disagree with this. It does work. Um, I don't see any issues with it whatsoever. And I think we have repeatedly said here on PTD that moving forward, buying properties on terms subject to creatively is going to just increase in the future. Point of clarification, wholesaling, is that an acquisition or disposition? It's a little method. unclear. Let's, let's throw that to EB and let him answer. <laughs> all right, Eric, what about you? Uh, what are your thoughts on this article? I mean, in all fairness, I started reading it when RJ started talking. Um, I figured it was the better of the two options to read some BS article or listen to <laughs> But it, it looks like a, a classic mainstream media, you know, headline to get attention and then to rj's point like it makes zero sense the guy is a landlord um but somehow he's talking about how no money down uh strategies like wholesaling in a high interest rate environment won't work it those two don't even really go together um the reality is is that if you're going to say that something like wholesaling is not going to work what are the 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 the, the uh, hard and fast economic factors that would change that i think if anything we've talked about on this show how it's going to get worse before it gets better. As far as unemployment, inflation continues to have an impact on people. What we do as wholesalers and helping out, you know, distressed homeowners liquidate assets to me will only rise in popularity um, and value over the next couple of years. I think the article's BS. I mean, I don't know how to explain it. Fantastic. Thank you for uh, bringing that insight to the table, Brewer. We appreciate it as always. Steve, what are your thoughts? I love the state of journalism today. You know, I think <laughs> the journalists today have done a wonderful job of making claims and finding the most uninformed people to talk about it. You know, like, let's go find a guy that has no idea what he's talking about and ask him questions about this idea that we just kind of made up and have him talk about it. There, there is literally zero value in this article. I kind of feel like this was a paid post by this guy, uh, but the article made a point 
asked a guy that was uninformed and uneducated in the industry, and it gave zero reasons to back up anything <laughs> in either the title or the points and statements he made. So I, again, I love the state of journalism today. I think it's wonderful. And we all love it when Sarcastic Steve comes out to answer. Next up, CJ, what you got? You know, I think uh, the panel will appreciate this. Um, you know, Yahoo News finance <laughs> in the entrepreneurship world is, you know, it's like the equivalent of like Fox News and politics. Uh, I mean, this, this literally makes no sense i mean it, there's there's not even a way to piece this article together for it to make sense all right uh you know there's there's a point in this article <laughs> where, where he, he's talking about uh boot, this whole thing is about trying to claim that you can't bootstrap a business uh and accumulate any wealth or anything like that i think we all personally know you know tons of people that have been able to get into business utilizing wholesale and creative strategies and amass portfolios, amass wealth. Um, the ironic part is he's a commercial investor from what I understand from this article and creative financing is almost normal in commercial real estate. Um, so the, the, you know, um, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if Tucker ghost wrote this. I don't know what happened here, Yeah, <laughs> uh, but so this, this clearly makes no sense. I think like if there's ever been any concern as far as, AI replacing <laughs> journalism, like this cements it, right? <laughs> journalism <laughs> is dead. ChatGPT could write a far superior article than what was written here in Yahoo Finance. And I'm with you, Chris. Yahoo Finance, this is one of those places is like, it's clearly paid. <laughs> this is no better than BuzzFeed or Vice or any other news source where you can the get onion. paid product placement. <laughs> My favorite part of it was, is he said, if you're putting less than 20% down payment, then you have mortgage insurance. Yet, I literally, yesterday, I get a deal, seller finance, no money down, 5% interest over a 15-year AM. What does he have to say about this? This is a very common thing that happens on a daily basis. And that is how people can bootstrap a portfolio which he literally claims he bootstrapped his portfolio. And then he's like, but you can't do that anymore. It's, it's a far greater indictment on, I think in journalism than it is on, on this poor guy. This guy clearly was happy to have his name out there. He probably didn't even know what they were quoting him for. There's like, Hey, we want your opinion on something. And he just said it. And this, these hacks put this out there. This that's like the equivalent of like, asking me to star in a like beach body contest like getting this guy to write this article that's like the same just terrible selection of the authority i'm out this. i'm sick oh <laughs> 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 uh, yeah our day suspended again you know i love to shout out when necessary and um i just want to shout out dave alred students you know, I see he's offering one-on-one -on -one coaching <laughs> and, uh, I just, I, I just gotta, I just gotta shout him out. I just have to, it's on my spirit, man. Like I can only imagine that they're, they're doing phenomenally well. Uh, they're going to just kill it in the market, you know? Um, and, and you too can have a thousand doors one day. Uh, if you don't know shit about real estate and you just listen to me and put 20% down payments on everything, uh, you'll be, you'll be wealthy.
It does prove <laughs> that it, that's how simple real estate is, is that someone like this can own a thousand doors. Yeah. That's a <laughs> well, good it's easy to be wealthy, right? If you, if, if you follow us for it's really easy to be wealthy. Like step one, be wealthy. Yeah. And like, <laughs> down all these houses. <laughs> oh that's that's absolutely outstanding um point point that round is going to go to sarcastic steve just starting us off right there we need to see more of that um not gonna lie cj you absolutely killed it with the chat out there though uh almost stole his point uh love it love it all right (laughs) next up what are your limitations as a leader and how do you work to overcome them to be a successful leader? Start us off, Steve. Uh, I would say my limitations as a leader is, you know, I'm always trying to, to grow, trying to expand our operations. And the thing that always tends to hurt us consistently is trying to grow too fast, you know? And I've learned these lessons. You got to focus better. You know, more businesses starve of indigestion, uh, die from indigestion than starvation. But I have this undying need to continually grow and expand. So what I'm going to do to overcome it is I have my counsel. I have the the other leaders in our organization. So when I say, hey, I want to do this, what do you guys think? And they can tell me how stupid my idea was and it slowed me down. So my biggest challenge is I've got massive shiny object syndrome in case you guys can't tell. Um, and, and surrounding myself with other people, uh, no people that will tell me no, unlike, uh, RJ's wife, they'll tell me no. And why this idea was stupid and put me in my place. So I would say that's how I'm, uh, what I'm doing to overcome that challenge. Shout out to informed conversations. Appreciate it, Steve. Um, next up CJ, what about you? Riveting. <laughs> I think we should move on. <laughs> <laughs> Whoop. 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 <laughs> good job cj all right no Wait look, look 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 um how could i be better he sounds like one of our one of our <laughs> students as a as a business owner <laughs> did, he was did, down is cj trenches. rebooting what, what happened there he was... <laughs> could be better as a business <laughs> better internet oh my god it sounds like dial-up just like oh dude yeah his greatest limitation is definitely the internet let's just move on (laughs) his greatest limitations comcast oh my god absolutely riveting cj (laughs) all right next up uh we'll we'll go ahead and try to make it back to cj all right rj what about you what's what's limiting you Oh man, uh, if you didn't catch that, CJ's answer was his greatest limitation as a leader is he continually just hires uh, A players like John Morant. Um, it's not working out so well. Um, my my greatest limitation is is when um, I'm faced with situations that I've never been in before. Um, as an entrepreneur, uh, real estate investor, whatever. Uh, deciphering how to handle those situations because there is no one else to look to everyone on the team is going to look at you to say what is the direction we had how do we handle this situation and i think as we push the limits to steve's point 
um, as whether it's growth or scaling or whatever, we continually push ourselves to those limits. And then we find ourselves saying we have to find new ways to come up with answers. Uh, point of clarification, RJ, are those legend signs multiplying backward on the back wall there? Like I see like two or three more. Um, <laughs> next up, Brewer, what about you? Yeah, I think this is actually one of the hardest questions to answer. Um, I think we have blind spots as leaders. I mean, oftentimes um, as leaders and managers, entrepreneurs, people with super sketchy internet like CJ, we, we, we get charging a thousand miles an hour in a direction and we experience success and we believe that everything we did along the way contributed to that success. I've been working really hard on this right now. And from an emotional intelligence perspective, which I think could be the most important thing as a leader and then the ability to communicate <clears throat> that EQ is not bringing bad habits, attachments, preconceived notions, experience from bad situations that we came along the way. Everybody had a rocky start and, and, and went through you know, a lot of roller coaster rides on the way up. And then we get to a new and improved set of circumstances with better people. And we bring all of those bad habits, assumptions, preconceived notions and emotions to those situations. So I think for me, it's the, the ability to recognize where I came from, bring the good with me, leave the bad behind and make new situations based on new decisions based on new information. CJ, you want to try again? Nope. <laughs> nope. All right. Well, hey, two minutes. Chop it up, guys. I want to know if CJ's students ever ask him why he can't afford internet. <laughs> well, we got He's the not chat very... here. Matt, we got a bunch of the UFAM. Hey, UFAM, in the in the comments here, are you guys concerned about CJ's quality of internet? Or maybe he could just grab one of the students' hotspot. He, he was the, not looking crispy for the show. <laughs> get the, hey, he's the back. USB charged up and, and snag a student's hotspot. Like, do you a solid. <laughs> Man, what did you take a Valium while you were off screen? Like, what the were you doing? Like, <laughs> just uh going back to your point though rj you're saying like you know one of the biggest struggles is this is we're, we're pioneering right this is new frontier yeah. why do you feel you have to go at it alone when you got you know cj brewer oh i don't know if you got eric's number i don't know if he's giving it to you but you got my number you got potter's <laughs> number right like why do you feel like you have to go through it alone? Why do you feel like you have to have the answers? I, I think because as entrepreneurs, that's naturally how we feel about everything. Like to our core, it's we want to be the person that comes up with the solution. It's almost uh, an ego thing because you're saying no, it's not almost it's 100 percent ego. Yeah, thing. I, I mean, think you're, you're going to get yourself in the trouble with that attitude. This exactly. is what I was talking about, right? Because the, the real answer that EJ or EJ <laughs> RJ wants to say RJ. is that <laughs> because that's what got him to where he is. That yeah. moderate level of success that you see on the other side of that camera is 100% attributed to his ego and his willingness 
to do all the shit that no one else could or was willing right. to do. That's my point exactly is like what got you there oftentimes will not get you to the next level, but it's how do you abandon the things that got you to where you are? It's like, I live this, this life because of the way that I behaved for the last 15 years. It's tough to convince me that I have to abandon that, not just like modify it and tweak it. Like you almost have to become the opposite of what you were when you got to like grinding doesn't make you a better leader. Yeah, so I would say, you know, like Eric in the last three years, I got to see this evolution, right? So a, I just be very clear. He's still an asshole, right? In case there's any confusion about that, <laughs> but he's a far, far superior leader uh, because he has made the change. Oh, CJ doesn't like where I'm going with this. So there we go. Uh, so <laughs> Eric has made like giant leaps, right? And I know he was uncomfortable in the transition he's had to make, but he's made those changes and surrounded himself with counsel, right? Where he doesn't have the answer, but what he does a really good job of is pulling the answers out of his team and from you know his circle. So RJ, I'm gonna pick on you a little bit here. I think I think this idea where you have to come with the answers, I think this is where you get into trouble. And that whole you will be limited in what you can accomplish because your what you can accomplish is gonna be completely limited by what you know. And absolutely you don't want and, and do that to yourself. And, and here's a, a funny part of that because I will say there was a there was a part of our growth and evolution that we got to the point where we did start reaching out and and masterminding with other people, and that led to some of uh, the downfalls of our company for several years because maybe we didn't take the best of advice, and so now there's like the the coming back and saying okay. We need to make sure we're making the right connections. We're listening to the right people. Obviously, in Eric's case, he has listened to the right people. He has made the right changes. But there's also the flip side of that, that you can make the wrong changes and listen to the wrong people, and that can lead you astray. And so that's where I'm kind of at is where I'm at the point where we're getting to where I need to start listening to other people, making yeah. sure it's the right ones. And honestly, Steve, I just don't know if it's you. Well, it doesn't have to be me. It doesn't have to be me. Because I'm not saying I got all the answers Chris, either. what do you right? think? Let's go to Chris. Chris, seriously. Stay in. Way in here. We, we need a tiebreaker. Um, four people say don't listen to Chris. Zero people say listen to Steve. We're like, what do you what do you think here, buddy? Really? Shout out yeah. to Chris's bank account. Yeah. Shout out to hey, my well, wife. RJ, here's, here's what I'll say to you, right? Like, and going, and, and I'm not trying to beat you up here, is that I think one of the important skills though. for it's, us. It's four and a half minutes of literally just slaying RJ. Right? <laughs> well, I know okay, it sounds well. weird for me to say, but give the guy a break, dude. Like, <laughs> let, let up a little bit. No. Right. So anyway, what I would say is the 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 – one of the challenges we have to do is collect as much information as possible. And then the greatest limitation still is we have to be the one that discerns, right? Like we're gonna collect as much data information yeah. in masterminds. We get information here. We get information from our inner circle. And yeah, at the end of the day, we are responsible for making the best decision possible and we have to live with it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, anyway, I guess I'm done beating up RJ for now. Welcome Jeez. back, CJ. Thank you for your input, CJ. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to CJ's input on that question. Absolutely appreciate Shout it. Out to CJ's internet. <laughs> uh, 
Real, real quick before we award a point, go to GoFundMe.com backslash Chris Jefferson, the U backslash Richmond, Virginia, to go ahead and fund some reliable <laughs> internet for him. Um, that round, again, pain, pains me to do this because ultimately at the end of the day, you know, he's been a little angry towards me today, but I am going to go ahead and um, hook Eric Brewer up with a point that round. He, he, made, he made some great points about the evolution, and he's also personally, you know, gone through that growth season, and we appreciate that, Eric, because you hung true to who you are. You've stayed an asshole for those three years, and we really appreciate it. All right. Last question. This one comes from the audience. What do we got here? Okay. I like this one. With today's economy and the importance of hiring the right employees, what does your recruiting process look like? Start us off, Eric. Um, yeah, we've worked really hard on this. Um, for me, uh, the number one way for us to recruit has been um, our presence on social media. Um, no tricks, you know, uh, no crazy strategies. Be yourself. Talk about yourself, talk about your business. Um, you will alienate the people that you don't align with and you will be a magnet to the people that you do wanna hire. Um, it's the number one source for me to, to hire um, A players. Um, the second thing is, is it's not today's economy. It's always been super important um, to have top tier talent. Um, and we've, um, I think this will resonate with, with anybody that's in real estate, um, you're probably familiar with what's called a buy box, right? It's the style of property, the age of property, the, the, you know, all of the, the, the things that, that fit inside of your buy box. We've actually created a higher box here. And it distinctly defines the type of people that we want to hire, um, how they behave in the office, outside of the office, um, what their long-term goals are, um, things like being an ideal team player. Um, which means they're humble, hungry, and smart. Um, so those are the two things. Clearly define um, what you're looking for and then go out and talk about it um, on social media and uh, bring those people in so they have the opportunity to talk to them. Just no Instagram lives with guns, right? I mean, if that's how you get down, then that's how you get down. <laughs> All right, Steve, what about you? What's your recruiting process look like? Uh, so it's two different things. Uh, first, it is the social media, right? It's creating uh or letting people know what our culture is like oppression and part of what we're doing part of the disruption they get to see what is this organization looking like before they even join it uh, so i would say the social media presence uh, consistent posting about that we're hiring and so on the other thing too is referrals from within the organization you know we've got some rock star talent here um and the only reason why we have rock star talent is because rock stars hang out with other rock stars so i didn't hire each one of these uh media guys one at a time uh through indeed or anything like that it was like hey i got a buddy who's great at this can i bring him in and another one hey i got someone else that's good at this can i bring him in so i think just consistently creating a good culture encouraging referrals that was the other thing that's worked really well for us as well Good points. Good points, Steve. I like it. CJ, are you participating in this round? He's got a halo. <laughs> All right. Can you hear me? All right. Yes. There we go. Let's go, CJ. <laughs> Can you hear me or not? Yes. Yeah, yes. Go. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, he's got no audio. He's out. All right, I did. Uh, I don't even. I don't even know. Yeah, Jeez. absolutely. Shout out Mitt. next tell. <laughs> Cricket Wireless is not for CJ. All right, then CJ. CJ is gonna go ahead and sit this round out for the moment. Um, you know, while he's got it on it, uh, and he's still gonna up, win the round. Probably pull. He he might if you keep talking back like that. RJ, what about you? CJ, I don't know if you know this, but even here in the Ozarks Lake House, <laughs> get fiber optic cable internet just run to you. Um, just got to use some of that bank account. Um, for us, our entire team is built off of coming from social media or someone that we were doing business with and we essentially recruited them to our organization. Um, and, and because of that, it's enabled us to, if they come from social media it, to Eric's point, they already resonate with you. Right. And so you automatically know that they probably align on a certain level with your core values and who you are as a person. Um, if you are being yourself on social media and then, uh, head hunting wise, same thing, you're probably already going to have uh interactions you're going to know how they handle their business and that's how those people have ended up in an organization and i think we have the best team that we've ever had because of that at this point no discussion guys i mean i know we're down i know we're down cj but nothing i want to see you no okay i was gonna say let's give cj another shot but no he's out um <laughs> Yeah, but I think, you know, we talked about how to source employees, but I also want to make sure we're very clear here. You got to be really meticulous in screening out bad people, right? So they might find you, but you've got a good culture. You got a good working culture. You got uh, people working hard, living the core values. You've got to be really careful protecting your organization from people that maybe a John Moran or a Dylan Brooks, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. You got to keep the bad players out because it only takes one bad actor or one rotten apple to ruin your company. So how do you do we're that? We're talking about how to source yeah. talents, but hmm? how do you do that? Like, how do you keep them out? Well, you got to have uh, a great interview process. I highly recommend uh, the, uh, Who by, by Jeff Smart. Uh, you got to make sure you're testing for core values, asking them the right questions to, to find out what kind of character they have, who they admire. Uh, what they liked about who they admire. Uh, we like the uh, the PI test as well. Uh, it's not necessary, but we like to kind of get a feel of uh, their tendencies. Uh, and we want to do reference checks. And man, that is one corner I cut for years and years and years. Now that we have an in-house recruiter, we're not cutting that corner anymore. right? I think getting reference checks as well to make sure what they're saying is factually true. I think also if they come to you from social media, um, really diving into the conversation about what about your social media presence brought them to you. And, and I think a lot of what you're talking about there, Steve, as far as the core values and things like that will come out. And then having that multiple layer interview process where you're really seeing, do they continually show up on time? Is the attitude the same? Um, really kind of putting them through the ringer a little bit. Um, I, I think that what works out. And then also for us, one of the other things that's really worked is lack of experience. 
We don't really want to hire people with prior experience in real estate. We've seen that has kind of caused issues for us. It's better if they come in and they're kind of a clean slate where they can learn how we do things specifically. I love to have uh, Eric at Insight here. He asked the question, Eric, you know, what are you doing to protect your culture? I mean, that's the thing. That's that's why we wanted to be so consistent with it. Like if you rush through the interview process and you don't dive into core values and someone has experience or they have the ability to do the job and they seem like they're competent and you get them in and I'll ask people, I'll go, what are your core values? And they'll bring them off and I'll go, you know, you said perseverance. And to you, that means to figure out a way to get things done. If this person comes in with all this experience and they're super smart, they went to college, whatever, and they don't persevere, how will that show up in the workplace? So like, there's no way, like it causes problems, you know, they don't get work done. They're constantly, you know, bothering other people to help them solve simple issues. So for us, that's why we created that buy box. And it literally, there's, there's four sides to a box, um, CJ, in case you were wondering. And on each one of those, there's a specific... Um, topic we want to cover in that interview. So it generally takes uh, four interviews for us to, to offer a job. And we've gotten through two of those and go, man, I absolutely love this person. And then the third, we bring them in and we go, okay, we're going to focus on the core value of humility. Let's really tap in to humility. And I'll go, Steve, you've obviously experienced a lot of success. Your resume is impressive. What would you attribute your success to? And for 15 minutes, they tell me how great they are. That's not an example of someone that operates with humility, right? And uh, that for us just doesn't work. We want someone that like realistically, and this isn't just fluff, takes the credit for absolutely nothing and the blame for everything. That's our definition of humility here. And if in that interview, if they're saying, well, I did this and I did that, and you know, I work really hard, what they should be saying is, man, my parents, made lots of sacrifices to put me in a good situation. And I was surrounded by a, a bunch of great kids. And, you know, I had a good college coach that really taught me the value of hard work. And I'm just, I'm so lucky to have had a mentor like RJ that helped me pick out the best hockey sweaters that the market can offer. And, you know, so that's what you can look for in each one of those, those categories. And then, cause you hire the whole person, you don't just get their resume, you get, their heart, you get their brain, their emotions, their baggage, how they talk to, to, to people, you know, are they, do they have a quick temper? You get all of that. It all shows up at the office. So that's Could my Could you life. imagine going to four interviews just to learn how to say equity protection program to buy $30,000 <laughs> skit boxes in York, Pennsylvania? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You do it. <laughs> Now, I want to say, tell me about a time, Eric, where you put your handle as Sun Suck when you joined the Rendezvous Link and expected to win the round. Tell me about that, Eric. I mean, you know, I, I like the. I'm testing your humility. Are you going to accept the fact that they're down, you know, 0 and 2? You brought in potentially the best player in the NBA to try and steal a championship. You didn't earn steal. it. Steal. That's stealing. That's stealing. Man, we right. we can't be having that kind of trash talk from Brewer around here. We can't. Up, get the brooms out. Our, it's get, it's getting ugly. No Chris Paul the next two games. You guys are. So I guess I guess Eric is suspended for the next two months. Uh, so Leon, <laughs> I hope you're paying attention. We're looking absolutely. For We're bringing the A squad back. That's right. Let's bring them back. Um, all right. So this this might be a first. Um, I'm not sure if this has ever happened before. You gonna uh, vote correctly? Point. 
Incorrect. Uh, point to RJ Bates. Uh, clearly, I'm agreeing with the chat on this, so I'm obviously a good judge. Thank you. Um, and RJ, in dominating fashion, has absolutely destroyed the remaining panel today. Um, not too difficult with, you know, CJ only doing a half day. So um, <laughs> that, be that being said, we really appreciate everybody that tuned in today. It has been an awesome show for three of our four panelists. And, um, you know, before we take off, I do want to give a shout out to our sponsor, uh, 10X TV with Tony Javier. Go ahead and go to tvwithtony.com to go ahead and check out uh, how he can help you increase your business. We're going to go ahead and give each one of our esteemed panelists a chance to go ahead and sign off. We'll start with today's winner, RJ Bates. Uh, appreciate the solid judging today, Potter. That was that was a good job. Um, we are currently in the middle of doing 50 deals, 50 states, 50 days. We're already through seven days, sent out 30 contracts. 15 have been signed. Um, it's live on YouTube Monday through Thursday. 10 a.m. Central to 6 p.m. Um, we've also dispoed two deals to CJ. Uh, I sent a deal to Steve. He said, no, I'm going to send some short sales to Potter. Called Leon G. Barnes about two deals. Um, won't be calling Eric Brewer, though. That's, Thank that's you. my sign-off. Appreciate it. <laughs> what, what did I do to deserve that favor? Uh, uh, <laughs> I literally watched RJ the other day, like, hit last 50 calls. You're asking 83. What if I gave you 84? Can I email you the contract? Like, that's been his Literally, I, I'll I'll share him in the group chat. He he has he earned reverse psychology. He uses reverse negotiating. Actually, increases the offer from what the seller wants. Can I? That's how I make those five thousand dollar assignment fees. <laughs> Listen, in all, in all honesty, Potter, I'll just go now. No need to introduce me. I tried nationwide wholesaling. We failed miserably. I don't think we made a, a dollar in four months. Um, I'll use this as an opportunity to congratulate RJ. He's done a phenomenal job. The reality is if you're thinking about doing that, it is not easy. The ability to like comp properties in multiple states and dispo, um, I folded. I, I, I quit. I threw in the towel. Um, so shout out to RJ. It's it's. I see the the upside. I tapped out. It's not for me. It's super hard. Um, so if you want to put that in the context, I've done five thousand deals. The fact that this dude's doing fifty deals in fifty states in fifty days uh, is a crazy accomplishment. Um, that's all I have. I don't even want to talk about myself. And as an example of of humility, I'll end. Nonsense, with that. humility. A fake humility. Yes. Thank you. Wow. We we call that humility around here. <laughs> Thanks, Brewer. Yeah. All right. Nobody Steve. cares what you guys do around there, quite honestly. So hey, just, be, uh, be easy, be easy over there. All right. You know, before his computer dies or like a crow flies <laughs> over his apartment. And <laughs> that. Like the dude's in a one bedroom condo, like hurry up and get to him quick. <laughs> All right, Steve, you're, you're next up. Oh, go, go ahead and say no bye to the people. <laughs> Oh, man. Great episode, as always. Uh, as always, a pleasure. I appreciate Eric and his rudeness, uh, his, his shots. Uh, I, I apologize to RJ for beating, uh, beating him up, being so rough with him, but it's out of care. Right? One, one is all the win. And I just want to sign off with saying shout out to CJ's internet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, so CJ back because I was going to do his outro for him.
Potter, you can you can do it for me, man. You got it. You got it. All right, here here we go. Chris Jefferson, the U over here. You know the vibes, <laughs> double gate vibes over here. Hey, make sure that you tune in tonight. Startflippingdeals.com. You know we do. That's how we do it. 7 p.m. Eastern, right here, over in Virginia. Holy that shit, Potter's solid, a fanboy, bro. That was solid, <laughs> man. That was solid, Potter. That was solid. I like it. I like it. Hey, RJ, if you want, I can go ahead and I can go ahead and do yours too. RJ Bates the third. I'm coming to you from the shack over here in the Ozarks. Fifty deals, fifty days, fifty different ways to get paid. Oh. Titanium Crucible. Let's go. I also have a podcast where I will never have Eric Brewer on it, uh, mainly just due to conflict. You know. It's cool. <laughs> Don't be a lady, be a legend, bro. (laughs) That's right. Be be legendary. Right there, baby. All right. All right, y'all. We hope that you had a lot of fun. I will not be doing the outros every week. I'm just here to help support, you know, our panelists when they have internet issues. But that being said, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. If you had a good time, you know, go ahead and share this with someone. If you didn't have a good time, still share it with them. We don't care. So that being said, we will see you next week. Same exact uh, time, same exact channel. See you later.